Hey there. Welcome to this Ocean Life podcast. I'm your host, Josh Peterson. Uh, happy July 2019. July is one of the raddest months, I think, around because there's so many cool things happening. Uh, as I s- record this right now, uh, Molokai to Oahu, the world, you know, unofficial world uh, championship of paddleboarding, 32 miles across the Kaivi Channel, which we've had a bunch of different podcast episodes and stories on, is about to start in, let's see, a couple hours behind, I don't know, like two hours from now. Um, tied to that, it's a great time for surf life-saving competitions here in the United States, California. Just a couple days ago, Friday, uh, here in California, we had our regional state championships, and a lot of competitors, both adult and groms, kids, went down to, I don't know, Southern California and, and battled it out. We had a Proud dad moment here, proud family moment with two of my girls, Lillian Summer, uh, competing, defending their uh, Santa Cruz team paddle relay uh, championship um, two years in a row. So a lot of fun stuff. Love seeing kids out there pushing themselves in the water on the beach, which is the focus of today, right? Where we're talking with two legends, Ryan Peraz and Ryan Buell. We hear stories from Peraz about his competitive success today in both prone board and surf ski paddling events, his time on the U.S. national team competing across the world and crossing, back to M2O, Kaivi Channel, um, six times on the surf ski. Buell takes us back into the 1980s and 90s, where I was also a junior guard working with him on the beach, where he competed himself on the world stage with major focus on prone board racing and beach flags, showing a great history of the men and women of that era who have laid the foundation for competitive surf lifesaving of today. We talk equipment with both Ryans, sharing stories of the gear they've used, and hear the story of Peraza's homemade prone sprint board that he's used for years, and Buell's favorite surf ski that he still has 25 years later. We hear of the synergy between Peraza and Buell, and their mutual focus of growing the sport of surf lifesaving through bringing both the best equipment to market and providing strong mentorship and coaching to the next generation of Groms who are frothing to compete on the beach. A lot of fun stuff with a couple guys who are top in their class, sharing some great perspective on just a legendary uh, and great sport of surf lifesaving. So thanks for being here, everybody. As always, reduce the plastic usage, pick up some trash, have some fun in the water. All right. Thanks for being here again. Now let's get into the surf life-saving ocean life of Ryan Peraz and Ryan Buell. We have Ryan Buell, Ryan Peraz. Peraz. There's eight different ways to say your last name. <laughs> Us being from California with our American accent, probably going to screw it up no matter how we say it. So tell, how did you say your last name? It's uh, Ron Peraz. <laughs> Peraz. Peraz. Okay. Peraz. You're right. It's Ryan Peraz. <laughs> Good. So what's cool today, and I was like, when I talked to Duke about getting you guys in here, I'm stoked you made time with family and a move and being on a trip from your New York, but you're all over the place, <laughs> is what we got is... Whoa, has he got a New York slash Australian accent? Yeah, he's got, yeah. I'm from How's Brooklyn. Oh, like, Brooklyn's in the house. Yeah. Bronx, Bronx Australia. Okay. <laughs> it's a new one. It's a new, it's like a breed of dog. You can cross yeah. different breeds. Yeah. We've crossed Ryan here. That's it. Okay. <laughs> new Australian. Um, we have the new school competitive surf lifesaving. We have the old school okay, I competitive you're, surf lifesaving. I thought you were going to say I was ready for the glue factory. I'm not quite I'm not there. done yet. But yeah, I am there. the old school. We're getting there. So what's cool about that is that we get these two different sort of perspectives on things. But So let's start with this. So, so Ryan, you just got back from the gorge. Yes. Hood. Tell, what were you doing up there? Yes. What craft were you on? So we had uh, the World Surf Ski Series League, our first race of the big world championship title that they've just created. And uh, so I was paddling surf skis, and it's a 13-mile race, 20-kilometer paddle, straight down the Columbia River, uh, which is super bizarre because when you think about rivers, it's like, you know, don't think about big waves or chasing, like, swell, and it's just pumping, like, four to six foot, like, against the current with the wind. And really? It's such a fantastic race to be a part of. And the conditions were good. Oh, like on race day, like it was great for us. In the lead up to the race was great. And then in the day afterwards, I hopped on with one of my uh, epic teammates and we paddled a double and we were just flying. We did like a a 13K run in 54 minutes. We were just like pumping it down the channel. 
So you're, like, this is sick. you're going against the river, but with the wind. Yes. Yeah. Which, yeah. When you hear that, you're like, what? How's that? Yeah. Kind of like Molokai to Oahu, right? Yeah. I mean, you're going with the swell at your back, but you're going against the currents. I mean, like last year for so, the board race, that's yeah. what happened. Yeah. Yep. Which was, it's like intense to hear. Yeah, 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 and sometimes you're just going nowhere. Yeah, yeah, the hamster wheel. Yeah, and, but you've also done that too, M2O, which we'll get to in a yes. sec. But so, do you? So you're out here in the states. You're in New York for the summer. Yes, but you're from Australia. That's right. So what's like this circuit? You're cruising around. What are you doing? Give us the high dude. Level. It's an endless summer. <laughs> That's it. The lifeguard version. I haven't had a winter since Not like bad. 2012. Oh, so man. it's been rad. That sounds so like good. you know, stay like tanned and. You gotta have summer bod ready, you know, Same. like staying fit. Like that's, that's a, a lot. Man. Bra's got his uh, Charles Bronze on. He's definitely <laughs> got a good team. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I thought I did touch on that, dude. I'm summer like, to summer. That's it. Must be nice. <laughs> no, that's uh, rad. Yeah, I've been like lucky enough. I, I race a few series races for ski races. So we just did our Canadian downwind champs and then the North American champs in the gorge. Um, and then, you know, we have the big surf life-saving, like, season for us. Um, and Nationals this year is in Virginia Beach, which is on the East Coast. Um, so I've been lucky enough that I'm able to have time off school and then come over here and race and, and then just be stoked to, like, help Groms out and, like, junior, the Junior Guard program and, the, and Nippers and all that and help out with that. Yeah, which we just did this afternoon, this yeah. evening, um, part of Beal Surf Rescue. You were out there with my kids and a bunch of others and yes. just had them hammering in the water. So then Ryan Buell, I'll say that last name right because I know you. I'll tell some stories back in the day. Not about oh, the glue yeah, factory. Right. But, <laughs> but so now, what yeah. are you guys doing together? Yeah. Right? So Ryan's out here talking to you, Ryan, and Buell Surf Rescue. So where's that connection? Well, What's that connection, on? we, uh, I never do anything that I'm not passionate about. And uh, lifeguarding and surf rescue and waterman activities are at that forefront and i'm a big supporter of ride anything Mm. surf anything paddle when it's small and appropriate surf when it's good uh you know if if i started finding myself paddling a board instead of surfing when it's six foot and perfect I started wondering what my real motives were, so I tried to keep them in check, but I, I have equal love for all parts of the ocean. I grew up uh, a junior lifeguard here, and um, I'm passionate about it, so uh, we want to support people who are like-minded, and we have a, a, a group of athletes that um, Duke has kind of put together through our Buell Rescue Program. And they include guys like Hayden Hemmons, who uh, I competed with his dad, Patrick, on that no epic way. 1996 California <laughs> team that competed in the Hawaiian Ocean Challenge against Australia and New Zealand. Cheers. So to have, like, second-generation uh, guys and guys who have transcended both uh uh, generations um, like Scotty Diedrich who I used to compete with and I see him still down there competing uh, in his in his 50s still kicking butt tan and buff yeah uh, I definitely um, want to support it and and like I said no half stepping and I love surf which is why we're head over heels in the surf wetsuit program uh, but when I got the opportunity to work with lifeguards and watermen and help develop a better product, something that I think I have something to bring to the table, mm-hmm. I'm in. Yeah, that's so killer. we support the athletes and and try and work closely with them to verify, you know, and validate that our yeah. product's good because there's some product out there that's not yeah. really yeah. vetted or tested and. Yeah. Uh, just like wetsuits, I ain't letting boards go out without yeah. being fully tested and backed. And That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. But that says a lot, too, the fact that you're willing to bring guys like Ryan, who... Lockie lands down, yeah, who USLA at one point champion. won the sprint and distance world titles. Yeah. Uh, and we got a host of um, women representatives, too. Oh, yeah. And we do the same thing in, in surf. So we try and stay true to... To like 
things that we believe in and what I kind of am passionate about. Yeah, yeah it's solid. Life-saving, and I've been competing since I was six-year-old Santa Cruz Little Guard all the way through as a lifeguard and all over the world in Australia and New yeah. Zealand. And uh, it gives me a rush to um, kind of follow some of these young athletes mm-hmm. and see Ryan, who has won a few board titles, yeah. national titles. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Amanda Calabrese watching her try and double-double, uh, which is, yeah. I would say, the, the connection I have with Amanda is that she's a beach flag player yeah. and a board paddler, which is very rare, but not so much in Santa Cruz. Yeah. And get back to that, and like she's always tried to win the double, win beach flags, which she's won, and then win the paddle yes. at Nationals. I think she's got first third, first fourth, first mm. maybe even second. Yeah. She's been up there in the board, Eyes perennial, second, second. You know, <laughs> double, double, I had to learn. Second. You know, <laughs> I think you learn a lot about second. Yeah, it means it's a good character building as well. It means you're yeah, pretty good, yeah, but you yeah. you could always you get, get better. To improve on. There's always somebody That's better. Good. And I spent years of getting second, and uh, <laughs> and literally that day comes when everything comes together, yeah. and you yeah. get that win, and it makes it that much more. Yeah valuable and i think second if you hopefully you learn something from it yeah and uh, last year you got that win you had so usla national championships you were the first place men's board paddle so yeah how was that i mean like was that your first title that was my second Ah, back to back yes i won back to back i want to take it from uh Oh, I think it may have been a Jack Bark in 2016. I think Jack oh, yeah. Bark won 2016 at Hamosa. Fast as late. Oh, man. Like, the guy, like, no, like, he didn't have the fastest start, which was fine. And then He'd be in downwind. contention for one of the best overall oh, paddlers. Man, like, downwind, the guy's like a guru. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. he came flying past me, and then he flew past, I think, the Gallus brothers, like, Shane mm-hmm. and Maddie, And then next thing I know he's like running up the line and we, I was just like how did he go from like yeah. 20, 30 yards behind me to 40, 50 in front of me I was like that guy's just got like that feel for the ocean and like chase those runs how long is that course for the oh, pedal? like it's probably like, like 3 minutes in total probably yeah, like so 500 just, yards just full go just yeah. head down and, and go and you know like it's not as technical <laughs> as a beach flag like you know you have that slower reaction by 0.1 of a second and he races over like yeah, you might have like a little bit of a stumble off the start in a board race, but at least you can re- somewhat recover. Yeah. Whereas yeah. beach flags are just so much more technical. Right, you're done. Yeah. So then 2018, what was the race like for you? Was it yeah. super close? Were you, how'd that go? Yeah, so 2018 was just a super like gnarly, like close race. I had a horrible start. I caught Virginia a, Beach. Yeah, I caught a rail off the start and, and kind of got put in like mid-pack and then I, I just sat to myself, like, you know, like, relax, like, this race is going to work out, you know, fight for your position, but don't fight too hard, and I was lucky enough that, like, around the first buoy, I kind of got, like, a little inside run, so I went from probably, like, mid-pack to, like, top four, and then, again, on the second buoy, it, like, linked up, and then on the third one, I was like, Were you right. on the outside or up No, the I was on the inside, so yeah. I was like, I don't know how that happened, because usually you get jammed, but right. they gave me space, and yeah. I was like, awesome. Got some clean water somewhere. Yeah, and then I turned the second one leading into the third one, I was like, all right, I got to go. Like, if I want this tile, yeah. I got to go now, and I thought I dropped everyone, and then I turned at the flag line, and I saw Brian Murphy on my left, and then Shane Gallus on his left. And, like, those boys are just tenacious. Like, they'll fight. Like, Brian, I think, has won, like, 10 national board titles now. Really? And he's, like, he's the man. And um, I just remember, like, I was, like, i got to go. I Like, I just have to go. And I kept my head down and just paddled and paddled. And then I got off the board and I was, like, i got to get off first to then have the best chance to win. And um, Brian's still got some leg on him. That's a scary thing. <laughs> like, he can run. <laughs> and I remember I just dipped and then... Next thing, I was in the sand. I had my hands on top of my head, and I was breathing in sand. My brain just wasn't working. I was like, <gasps> "Wow!" Like choking on the yeah. sand. And then someone's like grabbed me, and they're like, "Did you win?" I was like, "I have no idea. Like, <laughs> I don't know." Brian is looking at me. I'm looking at Brian. You and didn't know. No, and we didn't know for like ten minutes. Oh, really? It was yeah. that close? Yeah. So they had to go back to the videos, and yeah, and then wow. they're like, you know, Ryan, you got it. Brian, you got second, and. Like Full flip. instant replay, like what they yeah. judge it on the body. It was body. yeah, yeah First chest, chest, yeah. Across the line. So yeah, it's it's your chest that dips, and you know, wow. and that like that's like it's just like track, like yeah. your chest dips, and then you're good to go. So now that you, I mean, did you already had? So was practicing that sort of finish 
Was that part of your regiment? Like, no, just, just in case you get that. I mean, because that how does that come up in paddling when you like running across the line? You got to push your chest Ooh. forward. But now that you've done it once, are you going to practice that a little oh, bit more? I mean, I went to the now? gym. I did some bench and try to grow some chest yeah. muscles. The extra, like maybe yeah. get some chest hair. Like you and me, we probably went to have chest hair. That's this right. This guy, he's like, yeah. Those finishes are pretty <laughs> wild and wooly. Yeah, like I think in all the years I've raced, I've probably only had one or two of them. That's cool. Quite like that. But you've been in situations where there's eight or ten all crossing the yeah. line. Like uh, semi together. They yeah. can be pretty wild. Right, right. And right. like and you just gotta like you just like analyzing it like before it even happens and then you get off and then you're like you might have one that you get and then another one you don't get and you're like that's racing unfortunately. Yeah. 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 So what board are you paddling in the national events? Yeah, so um, I have a board that we I helped design in 2010 maybe called Berg Board. So it came oh. from a famous Ironman Wesberg. Um, and we designed that back then. And then it got put away in storage. I got injured. I injured my knee. So I just didn't paddle prone for seven years. And then I was like, came back to the US and started racing. And I was like, oh, I'll just bring this board out. I wanted to sell it originally. So I redid it all. And then I won my first title and I was like, I can't sell this thing. Wow. Like this thing's like a magic stick. It feels good under the knees. No like way. I was like, I'm going to keep it. So then I went home, tried to make another board exactly the same as that. No. Really? Doesn't feel, I got it all scanned, still can't do it. Like it just feels so it different. It feels different. Yeah. So compared to like the, a board that your competitors are paddling. Yeah. How much heavier is your board? Because it's eight, nine years old. Boards just get heavier yeah. all the time. So is it like substantially heavier or so is it still pretty light? That's the thing. I surfed this um, surf break out in Montauk um, in Long Island called, um, I think it was Airbase. And it's like this sheer cliff face. And um, I remember it was like eight foot hurricane swell. I came down a wave, bottom turned. And as I bottom turned, I felt the board like slip a little. And I was like, oh, like whatever. Like, you know, the fin must have just let go. And then I remember I walked up the beach and the like just had to drag the board because it was just like, just so heavy in the tail. We got to the car and I was like, oh no, I cracked the fin box. So like, I can't get the fin box repaired now. Like it's just, I'm like, oh, I'll just let it go. So like I race the board at like nine kilos now and everyone else is racing seven kilo boards. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I got to somehow fix this thing to get it lighter. <laughs> so what were you paddling back in the day? Bennett's? <laughs> what was that with the board back yeah. in the day? The Bennett's. Bennett's. There wasn't a whole lot out there. No, uh, you had to go to the Australian shapers to really find the good ten sixes. There was a there was a time when I first started paddling way back in the day. We had twelve. It was, there, it was uh, U.S. standards were twelve foot, twelve foot. Even our yeah, wow. sprint boards were twelve foot. So they were they were twelve foot versions. They looked like the standard Aussie uh, Bennett ten six. They're just stretched out to 12 feet. A little more aerodynamic. Still rounded in the bottom. They weren't the distance boards that you see now that are 12-foot stock boards for distance races. Those boards have a pintail. They have rounded rails. You know, a distance board just in general is meant to be paddled at about, you know, water heights about Mm -hmm. mid-board height, right? And you're supposed to be really aerodynamic. Uh, the deal with a sprint board is that it's wide, flat. There's a ton of volume yeah. and uh, surface space so that you can pick the board up and that that board can uh, hover above the water. And that's mm. when you're at your fastest on a sprint board. Problem is, when you back off, yeah. those things hit the brakes. They you know, and that's why the pintail, drawn-out, rounder-bottom, sleeker, long-distance board, it glides better. But top speed, flat, wide, yeah. fat, pick it up, go. And that's why when you back off, you know, you've only got a couple strokes to yeah. kind of catch your breath and go. But I, I don't think the, uh, the designs have changed much. And I have yeah. my old Magic board, which we talked you yeah. just talked about, like, uh, Joe Bark was my first real board sponsor, and he gave me trade-ins back in the day. And he'd get me going on a, a couple new boards a summer, and some of them were magic, and some of them were maybe a little bit like a little thin. Like I like my boards really thick, yeah. and there's at least 
12 or 15 dudes in town, including you at one point, who have one of my old yeah. boards, and I can look at all those, and I know exactly which one I'd yeah. pick today, yeah. and I can talk to the dude about it and tell them something about their board, they'd probably be all, you're right. Yeah. You're because, you you know, you you become one with that yeah. board, and, like, you yeah. really know yeah. when you have a magic board, don't give it away. No, that's right. Don't sell I sold one. And I used to have these epic battles with Skin Dog Collins. Yeah. He came out of nowhere in the paddle scene. He's fast, he man. He's fast, yeah. Talented, talented, big wave, pro yeah. surfer. And he came at me pretty hard. And uh, I, I had just sold my Magic Bark, and I got a new one. And uh, I usually used to tell Bark that I was way heavier than I was to try and get yeah. thick boards. But this one came thin. And my psyche got weird, and I tried to trade the <laughs> trade the dude. I sold my board back before the big no race, and it didn't been. work. No. And the whole time I'm paddling, I'm all, I'm sinking this board. And it's probably in my head, but you know. Yeah, yeah, it's weird though. But you, that's those little idiosyncrasies about the board. It's yeah. hard to like describe the feeling. It's just once you're on it, it's either right yeah. or it's wrong. Some of them just snake through that's yeah. uh, through swell like whoop-de-doos. Yeah. Remember like, that blue one? So yeah. I tried that one was pretty you, good. And then I got it from Trike. Yeah. That was a nice board. Yep. Yep, that was a nice board. That was, call, that was one of the that was one of the top yeah. Yeah, that was ones I one. ever had. Yeah. So now so Ryan, continue there. So we're talking about kind of board design and now you part of your company, you're making Which one did I win the J race on? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. There's one of those first Joe Bark paddle boards, yeah. but uh, yeah, that J race it, it didn't go down this year for the first time in like yeah. 30. years It was years, more but... of a roots. It wasn't a full race. We did it though. We had like 40 people. That's cool. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like a you race. paddled it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. It was pretty rad. It was actually kind of neat because well, sidetrack, but it had got a little commercially. 150 bucks to go race. No way. I mean. Anyway, that's not really what the J thing's about, you know. So it kind of went a full circle back to, hey, here's... Is it going to come back strong people. next year? I think it'll be the same next year. 50, 60 okay. people show up, write your name on a list, go paddle 12 miles, here's your time, and just, like, remember the person, you know. There goes the cat. But now, so part of what Ryan Perros is here today, or this mm-hmm. this week, is we, we, I'm not going to talk about the... We've got a new line of boards coming out. We saw one. They're pretty sick. You, as a guy who's been making boards, I remember the very, very first nipper board you made, it was like, because it was like, you're, you're just experimenting. And they were cool because nobody's making them, but you're like wobbly, and then you move, and you're just evolving, 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 evolving. The one I just saw is sick. But what's their, like, the philosophy? How do you keep trying to make stuff that's, A, durable, B, at a price point that, like, me as a parent with Groms can afford, and see something that's, like, legit, that kids and, and adults can, like... Work well, I think you got to understand where that came from. My competitive desire to be better, faster. Uh, and it started in junior guards. And all you had to do was draw a line in the sand. And I was keen to go as fast as I could and come back and grab one of those popsicle sticks. And I never understood why the lifeguards had these killer boards they imported from Australia. And at yeah. the time, it was either Bennett, but... Hayden's were the boards and and got some some Santa Cruz lifeguards that I really looked up to Richard Schmidt Danny Cortazzo uh, to be a couple of them true watermen went over to Australia and came back with these boards and they were racing these boards and training on these boards and the junior guards that we had like I was like 11 or something at the time and They gave us like a tongue depressor. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't, you know what I mean? There was not. It didn't look. Yeah. Theirs looked like a rocket ship, yeah. and mine looked like a a surfboard that they just squished some handles in. Yeah, it's horrible. And you guys had the nipper boards that were shaped the six six they're, boards. They're yeah. shaped yeah. like the lifeguard. Yeah. We didn't have one. There was no manufacturers for it. They just thought we'll put kids on a soft, squishy surfboard, yeah. and that's what it's you a race. Big boogie board. Yeah. So. Every time I was on the line, I always thought, man, this would be cool if my board was shaped squishy, but shaped like theirs. Yeah. And so fast forward to when I was running my own wetsuit company and I had access to factories and I I knew about CADs and designs. And and again, I'm not going to do anything I'm not passionate about. And I 
thought about that 11-year-old me mm. on that line that yearned for something yes. better. Something yeah. decent. Yeah. Dude, I mean, what they're... And still to that day, this was in 2009, 2010, summer of 2010, I designed it, found a factory to make it, had them make uh, a prototype, and had it sent back, and I had kids use it, and it was really rewarding to see kids grab it, talk about it, put it under their arm and feel it uh, just like I wanted to be as an 11-year-old yeah. Yeah. and everyone won on it. And I was actually announcing the competitions where they're winning <laughs> yeah. and there people were yelling, it's not fair! Yeah. <laughs> that board's too fast! And I was like answering their questions on the mic hall. It's not my fault that there's been yeah, no yeah, board yeah. advancement yeah. in 20 years because right. in junior guards they never made advancements never. so I basically just took a lifeguard board squished it down to 9 feet yep. made it my board was nine, uh, was a little bit wider than other boards because I feel like the more effort you put towards going forward and the less effort you put towards uh, trying to stay upright the better. So I thought wider is faster, and if you're comfortable, you can put everything in you well, got. Stability yeah. is yeah. speed. Yeah. And that's the thing, you gotta be on top of the board to go fast. If you're upside down, then you're not going anywhere quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then you growing up, like, at, at doing junior lifeguards, or it's called... What, in, it's called nippers in Australia, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you had legit gear, like, from the start. Yeah, so, like, I started as, like, 11-year-old Grom. I wasn't competitive. Like, I was probably, like, opposite to Buell. Like, yeah. you know, like, I was competitive in the aspect, like, mum and I, I try to always beat her through the door. Like, sometimes I came off second events and got put on my butt, and sometimes she did. Sorry about that, mum. But, um, you know, <laughs> that's the competitive side. But I started junior guards and nippers as just a kid wanting to go to the beach yeah, and have fun. fun. Yeah. And then it was, like, two years later, I was like, oh, my gosh, they've got a state uniform. I want to wear one. Uh, so I was like, okay, I'm going to train. I trained for the year, and... And I was lucky enough that I was living in the same city as Hayden Surfcraft mm. and no one knows anything better. Like, so we got a Hayden nipper board, which was six foot six for us. Mm-hmm. I paddled it, made the state final. I think I got seventh or eighth. And I was like, wow. this sport's fun. Okay. And then the next year progressed to male boards. And I was lucky enough. I got like a really good shape board by um, Ross. And he was like the all time shaper at that time with Hayden's. And like, for me, it's like, one thing led to another and I was stoked. Like we got great boards, we got great equipment. Like hearing what Buell went through, like it was completely different. Like, you know, you guys saw the stuff come over and then you're like, well, I want something like that. Whereas like I was kind of just given something like that and was like, okay, like cool, there's nothing different. And then like fast forwarding it to now, like I see all these Groms here in Santa Cruz, especially riding those nine foot ghost riders with big smiles and like, this is sick. Like, okay, like that's rad. Like I love that. It like cool. just saying I'm happy and loving. Well, your idols, they were they appeared on the Nutrigrain cover of yeah. the Nutrigrain boxes like yeah. your Wheaties. Yeah. Yes. You know like yeah. that, you had their idols. Yeah, on the that's beach. right. Yeah. And then they yeah, made we were talking about this earlier. They yeah. make they made money. Yeah, that's right. Like, Trevor Hendy was a rock star. Oh, like him, Guy Leach. Like I've been fortunate enough when I was 14 years old. I had Dean Gardner. Dean Gardner, yeah. I had What's a, up, Chops? <laughs> I had a guy called Clint Robinson walk into my life and Clint's yeah. won I think 37 Australian titles. Now 14 of them were single ski titles. Like Steve Pullen? Oh, Steve Pullen was just down from the beach from my like from my home club like these guys that you grow up with, like, you know, wow. the Kenny family, Martin yep. and Grant Kenny, like, like Darren Mercer is like now one of my coaches at Noosa Surf Club. I just sit there and you're like, these guys were the legends of the sport. Like, wow. Craig like, Shelton. Yeah. Like, Heath Colley. Heath Colley. He was another Maroochydore boy. Like, the Rhett Colleys. Like, you know, like, it's insane. And then now to think of it, like, you know, it's just, it's been unreal. Like, yeah. and then I get to train people with like Jordan Mercer, Lana Rogers, like, they're two and up and coming stars that like we go down the surf club and the groms are like, Oh my goodness. Like we want to talk to you. Oh, like, yeah. like well, let's stars. get this. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. they're some of my best mates. Like yeah. it's pretty good to yeah, see cool. that. How good cool. is Trevor's son? TJ. So TJ's TJ 24, Andy. 25. So TJ and I are, like same age. So yeah. And like, you know, to see them win the board rescue a few years ago at the Aussies, Trevor being huh? the oldest 
Australian gold medalist, and then him winning with his son TJ. Oh, like, that's insane. Never been done before. Father son paddle domination. Yeah. That's he made cool. a, if I remember right, he made a comeback at fifty. Yeah, well, <laughs> right? I think that he made a comeback. Yeah. That my idol growing up, Trevor Hendy, his son got really good at it, so he made a comeback and partnered up with him, and yeah, they won the that's board insane. rescue. But one of the things, too, Ryan, that I've noticed is just seeing you today at the kids and looking at your Instagram and stuff is, as we're yeah. talking about mentors and people mm-hmm. you look up to, like, you're converting into that while you're still active and yes. you're crushing it. You're also giving back. You know, yeah. I saw you with the kids and it was really cool. I mean, talk about that, your philosophy or just your interest in, you know, I, I don't think you're like trying to put yourself as one of those mentors, yeah. but you like giving back. You no, know? that's right. So, like, I'm starting to be a high school teacher in, in gym and mathematics. Oh, cool. So, for me, it's like kind of in my DNA to like be like that mentor, like educating role. Um, and then a few years ago, and you enjoy history, obviously. Oh, man, like, I love to know it. all those people who came before you. Well, like, this, this is the funny thing. So, like, I became really good mates with Clint Robinson, and you know, he's like my mentor, my training partner, my coach, like, everything, one of my best mates. Um, before I came away on this trip, he called me and goes, so I got some skis in the shed. Do you want to clean them? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like I'm down to clean it. I got nothing else to do. Like I'd love to do that. And, uh, one of the skis unwrapped was his very first junior ski title, I think in 86 or 87. Oh man. And it's like got a screw in bow deflector, like just really old school. But yeah, it's like in like brand new Nick pretty much. And so I like, look at this and I'm like, Yo, you paddled this thing? Like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, you sit on the top of it. We sit in the skis. Like, like, and I just, like, you know, just laugh about that stuff. Like, the history about the sport. And then, you know, seeing him educate me about the sport and, and what he went through as, like, a nipper, then leading into a, an open competitor and then an Olympic athlete. Like, I was like, okay, I've been, like, really lucky and really blessed with you right now. Like, and I'm like, I got to give back to the community. Cool. Like, because it's given me so much, like, so much joy and so much, like, freedom and fun. I was like, look, like, people got to be exposed to this. So, like, Grom's, like, fully stoked on life, just loving it. Like, I'm like, yeah. you know, and I've been lucky enough with Buell, like, to become partners with him and be able to do this. Yeah. Like, it's been unreal. It's been super fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm such a huge fan of us giving back. Because, look, all these sports we're talking about, whether it's surfing or paddling or ski, it's selfish the point when you're out there by yourself usually sometimes you're in a two-man or you're a race but seriously a lot of it we go do it because you get to get away and get in your own zone that's cool so i love when any of us like with the boards or duke you guys create the beach programs and you're doing these programs in new york and elsewhere sharing back because the kids are stoked man yeah you know kids are stoked to see somebody who's a had some success a lot of success and then giving them tips like when you jump on the board do it do this do it do that that's right um but you also Here's a little history factoid. As I told, we're going to go back a little bit. This right guy was back. my instructor. No in way. Regards. My, it was circa 1992. I was 17. It was my, I was a double era captain my last year in junior guards. And I had Mr. Ryan Buell, I think maybe two years. I think the year before, you were with Jim Scott. I think the second year, it was just you as, as our main instructor guy. But we had some fun. I remember going down to, to regionals and stuff and anyway where else uh would you find because i started uh teaching junior lifeguards i got hired as a beach lifeguard and i sat towers but during the heart of summer i was an instructor and when i was 18 they put me in charge of the captain corps which was 16 and 17 oh, so wow. uh I trained them how I wanted to be trained, and I got a good workout. Yeah, uh, yeah, we had fun uh, with with them, and it was I think it was mutually beneficial because I was already competing on the lifeguard tour, on the Bud Light tour, yes. and competing with my earlier mentor was uh, Danny Cortazzo, who uh, yeah. paved the way for me and showed me that it was possible to like what you went to Australia on. Team California <laughs> yeah. on like somebody else's dime. Of. Like you can still do this at a later date. Like uh, I didn't know anybody who'd been able to turn it into yeah, something like that. So yeah. so, so to watch it. Yeah. But yeah, there was some. It was funny because we uh, in some of the cases these people I was uh, 
teaching were very <laughs> pure like and as a lifeguard you're see young each other at parties <laughs> as a lifeguard you're <laughs> young and like do push-ups and stuff <laughs> like what'd you do that not <laughs> i guess i was kind of a hard ass though no but i liked your i was style. pretty competitive man i yeah you were yeah. but you were also and this is and i'm curious to get your perspective too yeah. ryan from australia so like here you know gear guards is like it's kind of no bullshit I mean, it's like you're sandy, you're dirty, you're wet, you're cold. Doesn't matter. Get up, we're going. And nobody's mean, but it's like it's yeah. kind of boot campish, and I love that drill sergeants. I love that's old school, especially Santa Cruz City. Is that the way it was with you too? Where it's like, hey, there's no regimented. Rock. There's no like, I'm not, I'm not gonna <laughs> swim today. There's no like, you're, you're not bowing out of the swim. Yeah, you're not gonna run the full distance. There's none of that. I mean, how was it for you guys? <laughs> I remember like, especially as I got older and older. Like, so we finished like our junior guards and programs at four, under 14s, and then you're off in the open club and you're with the big boys then. But like as a junior, I was like, they'd be like, all right, we're gonna go for a D run. Like, you know, we're gonna run half a mile. And everyone would be like, oh, we got to skedaddle. Like, we got to get out of here ASAP. And we had, like, our versions of a dory. So we had a five-man surf boat. And we'd hide in that or our inflatable, like, IRBs. And we'd be like, shh, our, our manager won't find us in here. And then they'd be like, like, you guys didn't run. And we're like, yeah, like, look, we're look, we're athletes. We ran, like, we're sweaty. But then it's like, oh, do you want to swim? Like, no. Oh, well, you're coming for a swim anyway. Like, you know, everyone's going to swim probably like, you know, 200, 300 yards out, but you can swim half the distance. So, like, it wasn't like, you know, you got to be pushed. It was yeah. like a little bit of fun. But, yeah. like, hearing you guys talk about cold water stuff, like, yeah. I can't do that. Like, I freeze to death. It is pretty brutal when you think about it. I mean, I was just watching those kids today, and there's many mornings. We know it, though. It gives you a swagger because yeah. when they say, do you gotta dig down deep when they say shirts off at nine oh nine hundred and it's foggy and cold? Maybe you even can't, misty. It's you like can't even see the buoy. No, and you know yeah. it's cold. And yeah, no, it's true. It's grit, man. You develop a lot of character. Like <laughs> the man in the gray suit. Yeah, you never know. You never Dude, know. I mean, and so, but once you conquered that, because there was no. At least when I was a junior guard, there was no getting out of anything. No. So I learned quick, like, there was no reason to try and buck this system. Yeah. This is going yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. They said shirts off. I took my shirt off. And you're... They said hit the water. You just did it as painless as possible. <laughs> yeah. And, like, that first half of that swim was messed oh, up. Horrible. <laughs> horrible. But eventually you got it. And the faster yeah. you did it, you yeah. ran, I, get, ran, get it over I ran straight <laughs> up the line. I heard them say a time. And I keep running straight to my towel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah, man. you carried that with you, like. Yeah. And uh, it only went so far, but yeah, in yeah. certain areas you could tip the scales a little because oh, yeah. you're all we're tough. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you guys also, you know, I always look at the. I mean, you experienced the Australian surf life saving scene a little bit. You growing up there, and one of the things. That man, I, I love. Really I would in that. Is the. Uh, the gear, man, you guys grew up on the ski, the surf ski. Yes. Which today is, you're, we just talked, you're up at the Gorge in yes. Oregon, you did that. But flip over too, like one of the kind of, um, one of the themes in the podcast that keeps coming up, kind of because I think it's one of the gnarliest things around. I've done it twice and so, and Matt hoped to do it again is Molokai to Oahu across yes. the channel. And you've done it six times now. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. so kind of going back to not only board design, but also just endurance type of stuff. I mean, talk about that crossing that channel on a ski you know, yeah. for you i mean like like let's put it realistically it's probably one of the easy ones you're only out in the water between three hours and a half and four and hours and a half if you're like fairly competitive and then a little bit slower like four to five hours maybe whereas the, the board, fastest craft yeah, in the world it. yes though. yeah Absolutely. that's right well besides the foil now with kyle lenny okay, across yeah. the channel. three hour two yeah 50 or something that's insane yeah but that ski when you do it right it's beautiful oh it's just like the most effortless thing like you know you still hit the wall like as anyone would over 32 miles but you know like it's just you're still moving even when you're going slow Really? So, like, it, it's unreal. And I ran into my escort boat driver flying from Portland to San Jose. No way. And uh, I like was just like... just randomly saw him? Yeah, I was just like, 
was like, what are you doing here? He goes, oh, my brother's like living in San Jose, so I'm just going to visit him. I was like, so random to see you on this flight. Yeah. But, um, and he's like, you know, like at least when you're going slow, like on a ski, like you're still moving and the boat's like escort's not pitching and rolling. Whereas on a board, yeah. when you're going slow, like the boat's like pitching and rolling and it's brutal, like, yeah. you know, like, and, and so yeah, I've been lucky enough to probably say like I've been able to do it on the ski. I've always wanted to do it on the board, but I just like, you know, it's just another ball game. Like that mental toughness, like to yeah. do it, it's just ridiculous. And like we were talking about before, like to do comparing M2O and then Catalina, like doing M2O in the surf and then Catalina in the dead flat. Like, yeah, very different, yeah. different boards too. So, I mean, for the skis and me not knowing anything about skis at yes. all, but guessing like with the prone boards, which I do know, even the SCPs, it's like double rock or double concave. So is that sort of the similar kind of so, yeah, shape for those? Skis? We have um, so we have our spec ski, which we like race in lifesaving, which is eighteen foot, and then we have our ocean ski, which we race in marathon races, like downwinds, like you know the world champs and all that, and they're like three foot longer, a little bit. Mm. So like we have, uh, I paddle for Team Epic Kayak, so I've been lucky enough that they help me out with my skis, um, and with we have two boats, we have a V fourteen, which is like the top elite boat. And that's like a really good boat for like harbor conditions, flat conditions. It's got a really sharp V, nice long waterline, minimal rocker, so it runs really good in the in the flats. And then we have a V12, which is like a little bit more rocker in the nose, tail less of a V, so it's got mm. a little bit more balance. But like a boat that's like incredibly like surfable, and they're like no bow lifters, they're just straight. Whereas like our surf life saving skis yeah. that we use, they have a lot of rocker in the nose to get through the surf, and then a, a little bit of rocker in the tail. But then they have a big like nose cone like bow deflector that allows you to pump over waves and then roll through them if you have to. Yeah. Worst comes to worst. So can you feel so in 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 the channel? There's this weird. The first time it hit me, I thought a shark had hit my back of my yeah. board. So you're kind of running with the swell, but not really. There's the wind. It's all crossed up, and it feels like somebody just basically punches the back of your board. And it's hard enough where like prone even on your stomach. You roll. Yeah. Okay. I rolled and went upside down. And you can't see it coming. There's not a bump. Do you feel that weird side bump, random thing on those skis? So, like, I've done it now four times dead flat, once in a relay where it was pumping. And then this year, we're lucky enough, it was pumping again. The dead flat, you don't really feel much at all. And then this year, um, we were lucky enough that the wind and the swell were kind of lining up together. So, it was all, like, sort of, like, really, like, easy for us. But like in the channel, like it changes so quickly. Like, you know, you're going with the swell and then all of a sudden it changes and you're like, oh shoot, man, it's coming a little bit over our left, which then gives you that like little bit of an oversteer and you've got to correct. But because of like how fast we're moving, the foil of the front of the rudder, like yeah. for us, it's a lot easier yeah. to like steer it and counteract. Whereas right. a board, like, you know, you're sitting down yeah, on the board and you've got to steer with knees and toes. Is that the board not fitting in the trough? No, I don't know, man. It's in, it it everybody like, says the same thing. Like it's yeah. the weirdest thing. Like you're not, you're not like catching a broadside. It's not that it's like, it's, I seriously feels like if you were paddling right next to me and I rammed you with my board in your back quarter, and it's hard enough where you will basically, you roll off. Jeez. You roll onto your side. You bear held your board. And you can't see it coming. It's like a small it's chop ev- from like. Yeah, man. And it gets in your head. It's one, I mean, prone powders, everybody will like, you can't see it coming. And it just fucks with you. Because you'll fall off. And you got to <laughs> stop. Get back on your board. In, you know. In football, we call that the turf monster. Just yeah, reach up and grab you. Like, well, I don't that know. Just happen. Yeah, that's exactly right. So what's like the top speed you'll get on yeah. your ski in those down in a dan of lined up downwind? Like, so you hit? I've hit like 29 kilometers an hour, 30 kilometers an hour, like just pumping down some winds. Like, um, yeah, it's been like pumping. And like within a team, our team, as fast as the swell goes. Yeah, like we had like top speed races. Like we were like everywhere around the world, and we're like messaging each other, like how fast are you going? How fast are you going? Like, and so we're having races with each other. Like, um, it's it's yeah, it's insane. Like yeah, yeah, you hit some pretty quick speeds, like coming down some of those big swells. So then back in the day, Ryan Buell, how did you get into ski? Because ski was not a thing in Santa Cruz, man. You're like the only guy I knew who had one. I think. There was one of the lifeguard maybe had one, but how did you even get hooked up oh, when it wasn't even a thing? Because uh, I started going down and competing as a, a young kid in those Bud Light surf racing series, and I traveled with Danny Cortazzo and Dean Gardner. <coughs> and uh, Dean Gardner is an Australian legend on the surf ski, 
he's a good paddler too and just a great waterman yeah. as is uh, Danny Cortazo but they they take me down and I'd paddle the board races and I'd do beach flags and then I'd sit around all day and like <laughs> wait around. watch and like wait and I was like man I, I need another craft and yeah, like awesome. uh, I don't want to be uh, I don't want to do the men's dory that's a, like being a, a boatman is like a it's hard work. That's that's one event. You yeah. just do that. Yeah. yeah. You know, time for everything. So I picked up uh, the ski. This was natural. I loved I loved crafts, and uh, I sat in one, and uh, I loved it. And um, uh, I'd get I'd get Danny Cortazzo's hand me downs, and uh, <laughs> I, he brought one back from an early competition against um, against uh, one of either it was either Darren or Dean Mercer. Yeah. And it ended up, it was like built for somebody 5'10", which I am, and I still have it in my backyard. And every now and then when I break out, like, man, those things are just fun. They glide. And, like, at their best, you can, the difference between a paddleboard and a surf ski, a paddleboard, you can stay on waves. A surf ski, you can paddle up the back and into it. Oh, you know what I mean? You can paddle faster than the swell and somehow get up and over, and then you're in it. And surf skiing at its best is you're just parked in a trough and just, sitting and just occasionally paddling yeah. and you're just kind of adjusting and following the swell. And like, I, I imagine that's what Molokai to Oahu yeah. on a ski is at its best. That's right. Like, yeah, you're just linking rinds, like just steering, like paddling minimal as well. Like, you know, it's, it's all about like conserving that energy. But then when having to go, you got to go. It's like honestly really like rewarding to go yeah. that fast oh, that man. far though. Oh, it's like imagine like catching a wave for five hundred yards and paddling like six times, like six strokes. <laughs> like I, I don't know Shoot. if there's many places like probably surfers could do that on like a big point break, but like still that's like rare. Yeah. God. So then, today you split your time between the ski and the prone board. And yes. The prone board is so Molokai's three two miles. That's yeah. straight up endurance style. That's right. But your the most of your work on the prone board is like those quick the sprints. Yeah. So are do you are you considering kind of making that transition on the prone board to go twenty five miles, thirty two miles? <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? I I remember I did a race, um, oh like probably two years ago, and I was like oh like you know what oh, let's go for a challenge. I'll hop on a stock prone board, and uh, it was. 13 like 12 to 13 miles mm-hmm. and i remember i was like oh yeah i'll just i'll chill with like Lockie lansdown like who's a pretty talented paddler <laughs> yeah and um i was like yeah i'll, I'll be able to sit on his wall yeah it'll be good <laughs> and i remember like paddling and we took off and yeah it was chill and then all of a sudden he didn't up his rating he didn't i don't know what he did he, he just, just dropped me disappeared and i was like I'll catch him. Like, it's fine. Like, we're good. I, I didn't see him for the yeah. rest of the race. And I was like, so I either got to train for this stuff or, like, I need surf. So I, I don't know just yet. I'm yeah. quite enjoying just to blow your brains out over yeah. the 800 meter, like, 500 meter sprints. Is that wrong with that, man? But, uh, yeah, like, I'd love to do Molokai one day, maybe yeah. on an unlimited board, like, because there's just so much tradition and history behind yeah, that. Yeah, that's um, cool. Or even, yeah, uh, maybe even a Catalina like, crossing. Like, yeah. that stuff seems, like, pretty cool. Yeah, 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 nice. So then this year, here we are in July. Yes. Um, what's coming up? I mean, you have nationals coming up. Yep. So what's the next few months looking like? Yeah, so uh, I go to New York, like, in a couple of days. Um, and we have a few tournaments, like, there for um, my home, like, or my agency that I work with. And luckily it was introduced with the Calabrese family, um, Hampton's nice. Lifeguards. Um, and so we have nationals, yeah, in a few weeks' time, like which should be unreal. Um, and hopefully, I can defend my board title and then have a crack at doing the double double for me, which is the ski and the board. Yeah. Um, and we'll see if they're f- like simultaneous events again this year. Um, and then, you know, fingers crossed, um, I get selected for our International Surf Rescue Challenge, which is our World Cup for the US national team. Yeah. Um, and then also, and that will be in Durban. And then I've decided to go to the Canadian Surf Lifesaving Nationals um, and have a little bit of a, a battle up there, see how, like, you know, our friendly rivals across the border go. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I'm just waiting for confirmation if I go to the World Champs for 
that uh, like marathon ski racing again. Nice. So yeah, that's the next few months for me. And then also finish school. I'm in my last semester. Right on. So like, yeah, that's exciting. That, what that's school? Goal. Uh, I go to USC. Uh, it's the University of the Sunshine Coast, so not Southern California, but uh, yeah, I've been lucky enough they've given me a lot of time off school and nice. allowed me to pursue my dreams of sport, so I've been super stoked with that. Yeah, yeah. solid, man. Yeah. Very cool. And so, are you coming back out to Santa Cruz anytime soon? I mean, I... <laughs> I uh, been you know you love the cold water in the fog no, in the 50 degree weather that's the thing like it's not even the cold water in the fog that's like making me enjoy it it's just the people like you yeah, know I've, cool. I've walked around I'm staying like just off the beach of Capitola yeah and like I walked down had a coffee like found this like super rad coffee place up the stairs I think it's called Mr. Toots oh, or yeah. Mr. Tots or something Mr. Toots. and uh, <laughs> it's been rad and then just the families and the people I've met while I'm here, like they've been so cool. awesome, super mellow, like it's just been unreal. Like I'd love nice. to come back to Santa Cruz, like it's such a nice yeah, vibe. Good, yeah. I think like my mum's like been a little bit annoyed that I've been too much on the East Coast lately. Because we have family in Seattle, which is like the lovely Pacific Northwest. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, you should become a West Coast guard. West Coast <laughs> is best coast. <laughs> so I was like, pretty smart. <laughs> yeah. I was like, let's think about this one, Mom. <laughs> you ever thought about joining that L.A. County machine oh, over there? I, uh, it, it's definitely crossed my mind, my mind. I've looked into becoming an L.A. County fire guard and paramedic. And uh, maybe even taking over Jay Butkey's job as the Catalina paramedic chief. Oh, so, um, sweet. Yeah, we'll see how see what happens in the Jay new Butt, future. Jay Butkey's originally from Santa Cruz as no well. Way. Yeah, he was one of my young mentors as well. No way. He used to have the most epic slip and slide lifeguard <laughs> beach parties. Really? I think yeah. Jay could should be back the slip and slide the beach parties. The shark wrestler. Yes, I. He once wrestled a shark. Yeah, 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 the shark was buzzing, buzzing the area that he was working, and he just he stripped down to his speedos, put on some gloves, and a a mask, and went out there and he dragged this like six foot shark out of the surf line. But it's it's like the shark would have been small compared to Jay, right? Yes, ten foot tall. (laughs) He's massive. Well, Ryan, good luck with all that. No, we'll be tracking you for sure. And then Ryan Buell, what's going? What's the latest, man? What's you got a new board we're looking at. I'm not going to talk about it. That's where it's Ryan's top secret at the moment. What else is coming up with Buell Surf and Rescue, man? Next few months. Anything? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You know what? I'm actually working on a top secret uh, um, project with a guy named Sean Ordonez. And uh, he's he's a Hawaiian shaper. And he's he's worked on... Some of the, he's he's known for his uh, hydrodynamics and aerodynamic thinking, huh. and he's made some of the best big wave guns for Kyle Lenny, for John John Florence, and a handful of other uh, Hawaiian waterman legends. And I got him working on some very unique holes that I believe would translate really well into the lifeguard racing ten six boards because yeah. we were talking about. The ten sixes, they really haven't changed much no. since those Bennett days. The that's right. Yeah. What it is. They're yeah. more dome deck, but they're flat. Yeah, that's flat right. bottom. Yeah, and he uh, this guy Sean is known for kind of out of the box wild fast yeah. thinking. And every uh, every board he makes is fast and he's he's done some projects on some sup stuff that's like yeah mind-blowing and everything i've read about him and the conversations i've had with him are uh intense he's got a very good waterman mind and he asked the right questions i was able to give him the answers and translate what i'm looking for and gave him what my dream board was and uh he was able to kind of apply his uh hydrodynamic thinking into a bottom that he's got two bottoms that are uh, ones one he came up with while we were talking, and another is a proven bottom, and we got a couple prototypes being made right now, and they're they're wild. Yeah, yeah. They they have a similar silhouette, but the bottoms are wild. So and for those to be like race approved, it's just volume, right? 
It's not volume. It's it's, it's length. Length. That's length okay. and construction, both okay. junior and. Got it. So the, the yeah. bottom could be whatever you want it to. Yeah, look I think like. I think it's once you so start much. getting into multiple holes, which okay. which would be more like you remember when the uh, Standamaran yeah. came out and took over paddleboarding. Standamaran <laughs> is basically yeah. a two pontoon split apart with like. A piece of wood going over the top no, to be crude about it. Yeah, it's not really that way. Done right, it looks like a paddleboard on the top deck. Yeah, and then the front and the back, it's just two uh, like six-inch pontoons uh, going out, and <laughs> it's got no draft, and those things are fast as lightning. Yeah, they're fast. What? And some of them only like picture two sixteen-foot, six-inch wide pontoons going to a point. And then there's like a, a four foot platform, and yeah. it's like two points in the front and back. A dude showed yeah, up. Ass, actually, yeah. I, I want to say it was Danny Ching early days, but somebody showed up to the J race and one and just crushed everyone. Yeah. They're all, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, we got to do single hole. Oh, so <laughs> so you know the industry is kind of controlling that a little bit, and they're afraid of that double hole. But come on, dude. I mean, you gotta be think about it. Yeah, yeah. Think yeah. it's way faster. There's no drag. Yeah. That same board you got right there with nothing in the middle. Yeah. Just two blades yeah, around yeah, the outside, yeah, like a little something to catch your chest that you can sit on. Yeah. Those things fly. Yeah. Now, do they ride the bump as well? Yeah. Are they as practical? Are they as cool under your arm? No. But was the foil was layered animal tips yeah. hey <laughs> the snowboard boot foil yeah, that's right back in the it's day right. so the water ski chuck patterson water i don't ski know boots. don't don't uh, you know don't you might see out. a double foil sean ordonez buell yeah collab we're literally i seen the first versions of it it has me psyched enough to be talking about it online that's right because we're already we're already making You're progress moving. and that's sweet man uh uh, I can't wait to get it in the. It makes sense in theory, and again, we're looking. Do people paddle top speed six and a half miles an hour, six with no swell That's pushing right. you? Yeah. On those ten sixes, what if we can get two percent faster? Yeah. You can get six point nine. Yeah. You're smoking, oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. especially if like you're doing more efficient strokes and not having to put in as hard, then you got yeah. that reserve as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Oof. Less energy used. That's so yeah, good. as far on that front, like uh, that. Uh, not letting the rescue get too far away from my mind. But God, we got uh, the greatest of all time, Easy. Kelly Slater, wearing he... custom wetsuits that I've been making them for a while. So I got my hands full and I'm having a blast watching, uh, you know, somebody from my peer age group, forty-seven. Yeah. Uh, still uh compete with the young contention uh and it's it's crazy so it's um, inspirational yeah. yeah and again like uh i try not to i try and keep my work my passion and then you never work a day in your life that's right yeah. to be in do. surf right. and rescue and uh wetsuit stuff is uh the dream man it's it's basically the same feeling that I had when my toes were in the sand lifeguarding. <laughs> yeah, it was man. like the perfect job. I mean, there's for always me. a comeback on, on cards for you. There's yeah. always I'll make a, spot. a comeback. Seriously. That's right. Let's do this. I mean, let's <laughs> I let really it. inspire you and, and come back yeah, to you know, the good old sport. Well, where is it next year? This year it's Virginia Beach, but next year's nationals. nationals. Maybe Texas. Waco and Texas, right? Oh, Texas. Did you, to, did you go to Texas for nationals when you were a kid? Yes, I went to Galveston, yeah. Texas. Jesus, it all comes full circle. Galveston, Texas <laughs> in 1992. Yeah. And, uh, and that was actually that was the, the first time I beat my idol, which was uh, Danny Cortazzo in nationals. And yeah. I felt like I kind of... Pass in my own mind, yeah. like, and he was starting to um, transition park. into other stuff, a full-time fireman, and yeah. uh, love me some Danny Cortazzo. Oh, yeah. He taught me, a, <laughs> he taught me a lot growing up, and I. That's why I think mentorship is, yeah. and it's nothing official. It doesn't have to be down at the Y. Yeah. Be somebody just taking interest in you and believing in you. Yeah. Like, we we're doing time trials, and Danny Cortazzo saw me probably seen 
basically I had high black under and I had my game <laughs> I had my game face on and he's all hey you want to come down one of these lifeguard comps and I was like sure and uh, just took somebody to believe in me and show yeah. me that there was something out there and pretty simple years later I was on the California team and the US team and went to Australia and New oh, Zealand yeah. and favorite ones of all time were uh, Hawaii for the um, Hawaiian internationals which were yeah. just insane and that we got to such a rad event compete yeah. with yeah. the Hawaiian team was epic the Aussies were legends and it was Craig Shelton uh, uh, Heath Cauley Dean Gardner and I had an incredible California team with um, Craig Hummer who was the American oh, no American Superman the greatest of all time the reason why I got so many second places and had to learn tough lesson in life that there's yeah. always somebody <laughs> better than you. I had Craig Hummer to train for every weekend, but he's not going to beat me again. And I remember thinking that he got lucky because he kept, he'd always get that wave, <laughs> that little push. And then it, it reminded me of this quote I'd heard that luck is when preparation yeah. meets opportunity. Yeah. And he's lucky because he prepared he for every moment and yeah. when it came, he nailed it. That's right. And uh, it it taught me a lot, and, and uh, I was with uh, former Molokai paddle champion Tim Gare, who also had the uh, uh, Catalina um, paddle race and was the early version of Jamie Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Vela on my oh, team. Hey, so yeah. a team of legendary California watermen and the team of Hawaii was a uh, Pete you guys Johnson, have had such a great role, Brendan right? Shea. Yeah. Uh, so these watermans, we all ended up in Waikiki at, at a paddle relay live on ESPN. Oh. And it was huge. <laughs> ESPN was my jam. And, like, uh, it was at Waikiki in four-foot surf. And a, I think our three-man team was me, Tim Gare, and, and Craig Hummer. And the teams we squared off were gnarly, and it ended up Craig Hummer, um, the Hawaiian team, and... Um, uh, Australia and New Zealand all on the same wave ended up a run up no the beach way. and like I'm just I'm glad I I was able to be a lifeguard competing in that yeah. that era where we had the Bud Light and that Hawaiian International Ocean of Challenge was epic it put right. all those countries in a and there were six man teams yeah. And everyone basically had to do everything. Yeah, that's right. Like, you had no weak people because, you know, your weakest one was your strongest, essentially. At some point, wow. there was a six-man swim relay. Actually, two, three-man no swim relays. So, even oh. your ski guys had to swim. And it was just a, it was an epic event yeah. at the out, put on by the Outrigger Hotels right there at Waikiki. Oh, and fun. it was the pinnacle of the sport. It'd be and, good uh, to have something like the Bud Light or even this Hawaiian event to come back, you know, and would be to take, the groms and oh, like yeah. you know give them something to like train for to and add stoke. the regionals yeah, yeah. to add the nationals yeah, which something else yeah regionals California regionals are coming up I did everyone since a junior guard into lifeguards for like twenty something years straight good luck to all the junior yeah. lifeguards out there yeah. that are competing this week that's right I think like it's Friday days. that's right we're coveted make, titles we're making the trip down my two daughters who are going down yeah what events are they competing this run and the paddle relay. Sick. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I did watch them do some paddleboards this afternoon. I think they're looking yeah. pretty good for it. They got some yeah. awesome spots. Watch out for the Petersons tomorrow. <laughs> I remember yeah, those bus rides down and the bus rides back oh, yeah. with medallions. And yeah, like, so I mean, hyped. I was so gnarly, I would actually take... I found out that the bullfrog oh, yeah. sunblock yeah. compound wiped off that permanent pen yeah. where they marked your three events and I would <laughs> try and dissolved do, it. <laughs> I hated pick, they only let you do three events and oh, like yeah. I wanted bogus. beach flags, uh individual paddle yeah. and paddle uh the, the distance uh, yeah and the paddle relay. But then I wanted to do the other events too. Yeah, three is a I hated being yeah. limited to three you're like, come on. So good luck to all the junior yeah, guards out yeah, there competing yeah. and then I'm gonna actually announce that event. What the heck? Yeah, because I I do I have passion for it, so why not yeah, let it fly? And it's rad when you do that. The lifeguard event is Saturday, so it'll yep. be fun to Sweet. watch those guys. And uh, good luck to a couple of locals. Yeah. Um, Sam down. Coffee did yep. did really well last year, coming runner up in that board race. Yeah. And uh, uh, good luck to all the Santa Cruz lifeguards Sweet. and JGs. Well, guys, thank you.
So this is cool. So good luck to you, Ryan. Right, thank you Gross. very much. Yeah. Uh, this is epic, and it's so cool to see you inspiring the next generation, pushing yourself, pushing some of us old guys, too. We might get out and actually do a paddle after this. Yeah, why not? <laughs> and then, Ryan Buell, thanks for pushing the technology yeah. and the sport, yeah. man. For your company, you could be putting your energy elsewhere, but you're putting it into the kids. Not because you're trying to sell stuff, because you're just... You want that stoke. That's an important thing for you and your your crew, man. So I think that's awesome. Cause you know what I was omiss on? Is did you see the story about Jamie O'Brien and the float wetsuit we made him? Oh, the float wetsuit. Yeah, the one that saved his life. Yeah, right? well, we signed Jamie oh. O'Brien to a lifetime wetsuit deal, but more than that, it was a partnership. Flew out there. We wanted to see if we were a good fit. Right away, we just meshed, and we activated right away. He said, "Hey." pretty much surf pipe like that pipe 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 i need a suit that helps me at pipe he described it perfectly i designed it alongside him we dialed it in we made a prototype he got it he used it in what he called six foot surf hawaiian yeah Yeah. hawaiian (laughs) it was really like 12 foot and he hit his head on either the board the bottom a photographer's uh, housing something he was out for 37 seconds no, the suit helped him float to the surface and like it took me a couple of days to realize but that suit like saved he said it it suit saved his life so like far out yeah. you know that's all i ever wanted yeah. to do and yeah. uh to hear that and see that story we were actually in australia when it happened so we flew to hawaii and checked on him on the way home and like he was genuinely like appreciative yeah. and he was like this suit saved my life wow and so from, it just, a guy, from a guy who knows yeah but I was like man yeah. uh, I guess the work you do if you put it towards yeah, something man. it could actually Solid. save someone's life so lifeguards Good for life you, I that's never right. forgot that yeah, one that's cool man that's cool that's still, story yeah it's cool hey, sweet super sweet yeah. alright boys hey we should probably do this again and keep talking a story how about uh, right after on. you get through all your that's stuff right. your next trip through Santa Cruz and uh, we'll get you back on. But, you guys, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. It's been super fun. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening uh, to another podcast episode. Can't do it without you. And uh, so thrilled to have you here supporting uh, myself and the podcast and all the guests uh, continually. Always appreciate a positive um, rating on your uh, your podcast app, whether it be you know Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, you name it. Just helps helps grow the podcast and uh, spread awareness. So thanks for that. And then any uh, social media mentions, always super appreciative. And uh, if you know somebody who you think would be great to have on the podcast to share the, about their ocean life please hit me up. I'd love to chat with them. Or if you think you'd like to, let me know. Uh, Email is josh at thisoceanlife.tv. All right. Thanks, guys.